Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. Glad you're with us today. I have with me today Chase Green. You might know him as Chasing My Change on Instagram. Chase has a, a pretty epic journey, and I'm excited to dive into things with him. So thanks for being with us today, Chase. If you're ready, I'm going to dive right into it. Let's do it. Okay, here we go, man. So tell us, Chase, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Um, well, geez, I mean, I, I've been a fat guy for most of my life, so I would think that'd be a good qualifier. Um, I, uh, I started putting weight on, I think, when I was around 16 years old. I used to, uh, when I was in high school, I was in the track and field team, and I was, I was of course, on the field portion. And, uh, you know, my coach told me, he said, hey, you know, you're putting on a little bit of weight, man. You might want to think about that. And I think at the time, I was 216, you know, and I'm a sophomore in high school. And by the time I finished high school, I weighed 321, and which I mean, which was big, but it felt very manageable at the time. And uh, by that time, I had also developed a lot of like unhealthy eating habits through you know jobs that I had had and and things like that. So that kind of set the tone for me going forward. And uh, over the years, you know, I've put on weight, I've lost weight doing you know various diets and whatnot. And uh, 321 was the weight I hovered around for a while. And after, I don't know, maybe four or five years, I bumped up to around 400. And I stayed at 400 for a while, too, coming back down to like 350 and uh, for a little bit and put the weight back on. And then eventually I got to the point to where I was over 500 pounds. And when I, uh, you know, when I started my journey this year in January, that's uh that was where I started was 521 pounds. So I mean I've I've been overweight and then like grossly overweight for uh for a while for a long time. That's wild, man. And it, so it it's interesting because it sounds like so you weren't really grossly overweight, you know, morbidly obese as a kid. Like you you got progressively bigger. Do you think there was anything? Was it just bad habits in high school that that caused the weight to start to come on? Uh, I, I mean, really, yeah, I would say it probably was just because my parents, you know, my parents did a good job when I was younger. Um, you know, we had normal meals around the table as a family and we didn't eat out much, you know, when I thought about it and I asked my mom about it now, I said, you know, did we ever go out to eat as a family? And she's like, well, that's just not really something that we did. You know, we ate at home. But when my, uh, my parents got divorced when I was in, uh, my sophomore year in high school and so my mom was still working on that, you know, so that she wanted that to to get fixed and she was putting a lot of effort into that. So there were a lot of evenings where I would be at home and she uh, was at my dad's house trying to get that stuff, you know, fixed and, and get back together. And I uh, had my first car and could go around and I started getting really like my first exposure to fast food and got a job at Burger King. And I was like, holy cow, this, this is a game changer. I've never had food that tastes like this. and that was where I started developing, and it was really by accident, a binge eating mentality. Because when you're there, and I can only eat it while I'm there, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, while I'm working, stuffing fries in my mouth, you know, burgers and stuff like that, just because I, I just want to taste it for a while I'm there, you know? And and that's what kind of developed, I think, that mentality of, you know, you got to get as much in right now as you can. And from there, it really just kind of, you know, spiraled. And that, that was my biggest, uh, my biggest downfall as far as habit wise is, is uh, binge eating. And that's, that's what I've done for, oh, geez, like 15, 20 years now. Mm. 
Well, I think it's a habit that once it once it becomes ingrained, it it becomes your normal. Like in terms of eating that way, like it's not like it it's it's not odd. Like it's almost like sometimes when someone who doesn't eat that way sees you eating and they're like, "Whoa, you you can put a lot away," and you're like, "Oh, I can." Oh. This is just what I eat. Like this, you know. This is my. This is what I do every day. Like this is this is what my life is. Like, so so your weight uh, obviously continued to grow. Um, and I, and this is something that I don't think I've really really talked about with with some of the guys on here because I had a couple guys that were in the you know got into the high four hundreds, five hundred pound range or more. Like, what was when did you? I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Really, like I what. Because I think there are people out there listening that are saying, okay, I get, you know, I get 300 pounds. You know, 300 pounds is is not that far off 200 pounds. Like we all can, you know, habits and, and lifestyle can get us there. But then 400 pounds and then 500 pounds. Like what do you think was going through your head when you were getting that big? Like were you paying attention to your weight, the actual number at all? Was it something you were seeing at the doctor's office or was it something you were avoiding completely? Um, honestly, I've, I've always paid attention to my weight ever since I started to get overweight because I've, it's always been something I've been very self-conscious about. Uh, when I was, when I was a smaller size, I, um, I felt like I walked around and I kind of lived with a lot of confidence. And, uh, as I put weight on, it was very apparent to me how much the weight played a role in, you know, just me kind of feeling like embarrassed and ashamed in public in front of people because, um, I just kind of felt like I was, I was always being looked at as like, man, look at this big guy, you know? So when I, when I was 321 pounds, I thought about it, you know, and, um, at 321 pounds, you know, you're not really, you're not super limited yet. You know, there are things that are different for you. You know that you're buying shirts and sizes you wish you didn't have to, but you're not like your normal daily activities aren't impeded very much yet. When I got to around 400 things started to change. You know, I started to notice, you know, well, these certain things are different now. I've had one or two activities that were daily that I was like, oh, I've, I've got to do this completely different now. And it was frustrating. But, you know, that like that addiction to food and stuff like that was so strong. There wasn't uh there really just felt like there wasn't any way for me to, you know, kind of break that habit. So when I when I got to, I, I, t- I think I tell people around 450 to 480, that was where <clears throat> there is like an immediate change and the difficulty level of normal everyday function became painful. And of course, once I got over to 500, I mean, there were days, lots of days where, you know, I would just be in tears and my wife would, you know, come to me and she'd say, what's wrong? And I mean, it's, it's, it's simple stuff, man. You know, it's stuff like, you know, uh, even just like personal hygiene and things like that, you know, when you have to like reach around your body, normal things that people take for granted every single day would hurt me so much because, you know, when you're twisting and your body is struggling to get there, you know, you're, you're just like, you're straining your muscles. So then every day it becomes more and more painful because you're sore. And I, I hated it, man. Like when I got to that size, it was, I was consumed with the idea of it. But the problem was, is I was kind of living in like a uh, cycle of depression, you know, because my situation had me so down and I had only used food for so many years to pull myself out of that. So it was like, I was just 
throwing myself into this loop where I'd feel guilty and I'd feel bad and I'd hurt and I'd go eat some food to make myself feel better. And it was like this loop has, has kept me for years from ever being able to change my situation because I never learned another way to cope. I think so, yeah, that, it, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense because you, you don't, when you don't have the tools to make the change, you know, to get, especially when you're dealing with an issue like depression or, or, or strong emotion along those lines, like food is, food is an amazingly abused drug and, and it, it's hard to find something else that can kind of get you out of there. Like, yeah. What, what, what else were you, what, whether you, cause you, you, you said there were other, you know, things, a lot of things that you were struggling with at, at that size. Like what was life, what was your life like when, when you got up over 500 pounds? Like what was, what was your days like? You talked about pain, but cause you're, you're married and, and I know you, you have children. Like what was, what was that like? So, I mean, <clears throat> my days were so difficult. You know, I, I was in a car accident in my uh, late 20s and when I got to that size with the food I was eating and just my size, I had like chronic back pain, lower back pain. Um, I have a bulging disc between my L4 and L5 vertebrae. So I would start every day by getting up and just struggling to move and get around because, you know, I just, I don't have a great bed and, you know, my back would hurt so much. And you know, then it's like, well, just, just doing the normal things everybody does. And you get up in the morning, take a shower. Well, that just kind of, that was, <laughs> I'd start my day right there with just a super, you know, uh, low blow to my confidence because I had struggles there and that was always painful. And then, you know, I'm getting dressed and I was wearing ADEX shirts. And even with an ADEX shirt, my wife would have to tug on the front of it because if she didn't, you know, my stomach would, you know, hang out because I wear my pants below my stomach. Mm -hmm. So she would have to, she would always have to come here. Let me, let me tug your shirt. And I hated that. Like, I know she was trying to help me, but every time I just, it was just one of those things that had become commonplace for me. You know, like I knew that she had to tug on the front of my shirt to stretch the you know material out so that it would cover my stomach. And, uh, I mean, you would think an eight X shirt would be big enough to do that for you, but, um, that was so frustrating. Isn't it wild? Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off, but to talk about the, the sizing for a second, like I, I'm sure as someone else who was wearing seven X and eight X shirts, they never really made them longer. It was always just make the material wider, like the, yeah. the cut wider. So, you know, cause you and I both had very large abdomens, you know, and you know, you're dealing with coverage issues. Like eventually, like I was an under, I was a, a lower, you know, wear my pants under my gut guy until I realized there was just no way like covering wasn't going to happen. Like it was starting to become feel indecent going out in public. And it's just wild that like, I, I think they don't have a conception like when they're, when they're making clothing that big about what the actual body shape and size of, of, of men, you know, and women as well. I know women deal with a lot of issues, but specifically like, yeah, you, it, it isn't just like, especially even I look at some of those shirts and like the arms stay exactly the same size. They just basically think like, okay, we'll just make the shirt wider and that's enough to, to change the size. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I've always hated the shirts. I tell my wife, it feels like I'm walking around wearing a tarp. Um, it, it's not a flattering look. Um, oh, for sure. So, you know, I, I spend all that time in the morning dealing with all that, getting ready. And then one of the worst things that I had to deal with, um, and it's not lost on me every day. I, I remember it, you know, um, getting into my car. So I had bought a smaller car 
about a year and a half ago and I had uh, I had lost a little bit of weight at the time and when I got the car even the guy who sold it to me was like I don't know man it's kind of a small car and I was like it'll be fine dude I can I can do it and I got into the car and I got into it okay but uh it's a Chevy Sonic it's not a big car and I was like I can make this work you know it'll be motivation not to gain weight well of course I gained the weight and then I got bigger than I'd ever been and it got to the point to where to get into the car I would have to shove myself in because with the with the seat back as far as it would go and the steering wheel pushed all the way to the front of the car as much as I could my back was up against the door frame and my stomach was up against the steering wheel I couldn't get in so I had to shove myself in and every day that I had to do that and getting out was just as challenging because it rides really low man I I hated it it just it bothered me so much and I had to do it all the time and that was that was so so difficult to deal with because you know anytime I was going anywhere you know I had to deal with that issue um you know when I when I'd get to work every day something I always noticed was I breathe so hard just by the just from getting out of my car and walking I don't know 100 feet to get into the door I would be breathing so hard like I'd get in the elevator and I know that people could notice you know because it's so quiet and I'm sitting there trying to hold my breath so they don't realize I'm like I'm panting over here I'm breathing so hard and uh it was just it was so tough and even you know even at work you know a lot of people don't don't think about this but you know I would use restrooms at work and the the toilets are you know like they're fixed to the wall they're not fixed to the floor and as a big guy you know you're you know you only want to use the you know the handicap stall if you can because there's railing you know and you want to make sure you try to help brace some of your weight because the last thing i want is for that thing to come breaking off the wall and every time i would sit down on that toilet that's bolted to the wall i would hear it you know and it would creak and i'm like oh please lord don't let this thing break off the wall on me and uh it's just these simple simple things that so many people you know they just they don't think about they take for granted as a normal sized person and this is stuff that every single day are playing through my head. You know, I went out to lunch with people from work and they, you know, they picked a restaurant and I knew, I knew I can't sit in booths. This is something I've always known. And, but if I'm not the person that's talking to the host of the restaurant, they don't know, Hey, we can only take a table. Well, you know, my colleagues are like, Oh, right over here. They got a table right over here. And it's a booth. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I, I just, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say, Hey, it's gotta be a table. I went over there and couldn't even hope to have fit in that booth. And in that moment, I was like, uh, let me let me see if I can find a chair. And I'm walking around for like five minutes trying to find an empty chair that I can pull up to the edge of the booth. And it's just stuff like that, you know, it's it's not hard for me to remember and to realize why it is I stayed away from social gatherings and stuff like that because it was just it was just to me always another, you know another embarrassment or a shamed moment just kind of waiting for me, you know, to, to go through. So that, that was a lot of what it was like. I mean, I didn't do much with my wife. You know, we never really went on dates. All I wanted to do was lay around and watch TV because it was really all I physically had the ability to do. And, uh, you know, my kids, my kids could crawl on me and stuff like that, but I'd never, I couldn't get in the floor with them because at the time I, I couldn't, I couldn't get down on my knees and my hands and crawl in one step. Like it was so painful on my knees and back. I just couldn't do it. So there's a lot of things that my kids wanted to do. And I would just have to tell them, well, you, you go do it. You know, you, you go do it. And I would just kind of sit there and watch. So 
yeah, there's, I wasn't, I wasn't really doing a lot of living, um, even, even just eight months ago at that size, because it's just, uh, everything was so challenging, you know, it was so challenging. I just, I, I couldn't really get around very well. And what was it like to, what did it feel like to watch, you know, to, to know that you couldn't play with your kids like that, or to know that you were limiting what you could do with your wife? Like it's, it's gotta be something that, that starts to really weigh on you, man. It does. It does. It was really difficult. Like November of last year, it was a couple months before I started, you know, trying to work on my health. I went to Disneyland with my son and my wife in um, California and we went there and I kept telling myself, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to make it. I brought a couple pain pills with me um, that I had and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll make it. I'll be okay. If it starts to hurt, I'll take those and I'll make it. Well, the pain started in like maybe an hour on the park and I took the pills and I thought it would help and it, it numbed it a little bit, but then it came on pretty strong, maybe four hours or so five hours into it, I uh, finally was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so I sat on a bench and my wife was like, what do you want us to do? And I was like, you, you just go, go with him and, and just ride rides. Just make sure he has fun. And I sat there and I just felt so sad and depressed. Mm. You know, it's my boy's first time at Disneyland, mine too. And he wanted me to be there. You know, he wanted me to ride rides with him. I couldn't get on the rides and stuff. You know, my wife can, but I can't. And I, uh, I sat there on that bench and just kind of put my head down feeling sorry for myself. And eventually I fell asleep and, you know, that was such a, I don't know. That was such a, a low moment for me because, you know, I was able to bring, bring my son to this place and I wasn't able to experience it with him. And my wife, her big thing was she just wanted to be there for the evening for the fireworks at the end of it. And I couldn't do it because it was really standing room only where we were. And my back was in so much pain at that time. I said, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, I can't, like, I can't, cause we needed to wait another hour. And she, you know, she's like, it's, it's okay. You know, it's, um, I know, I know your back hurts. And we left. And that was the one thing she wanted to do. And I just had to ask her to go ahead and give it up. And I just, man, it's crap like that. That just, it just made me realize like I am so far from like the dad my son deserves and the husband that my wife deserves. It was, um, it was just a killer. It was so difficult to deal with. And up to that point, Chase, had you, you know, I, I know you said you were very conscious of your weight and had you had any real, and, and you've lost some weight, like had you had any real bouts of success or it, would you say the journey you're on right now is, is the one that that stands out the most to you. So I've had about, I've had about three like moments of real success with weight loss. Um, since I've been heavier, the first one is, I think I was 23 and you know, I weighed around the 320, 330 pound mark. And, um, I had been at that size for, for a while started in a, working out in a gold's gym I got myself a personal trainer and she was incredible. She was, she was basically just like a cheerleader for me. You know, she, she got excited for me. She was always trying to like boost up my morale. And I think in about three months I lost 65 pounds and I was pretty much doing what she told me, you know, like she told me what food to eat. She told me to have a cheat meal every day, you know, and, and I, I would do that. And I just, I just kind of followed whatever she told me to do and it worked really well. 
and I got down to 274. 274 is the lowest I've been since I was in high school. Okay. And I uh, met a girl and started spending time with her, quit going to the gym, and kind of gave it all back. And the wild thing about that is while I was at that gym, there was this really overweight couple that would come in um, pretty often when I was working out. And a camera crew would come in with them and basically just follow them around the gym everywhere. And I asked my uh, trainer, I said, what is the deal with that? And she said, well, that's the Discovery Channel. They're they're filming them because they're doing a weight loss documentary on them as a television show. And I was like, seriously? Well, about two months into what I was doing at the gym, there was a personal trainer that was working with this overweight married couple. Their personal trainer approached me and my trainer and said, hey, the show has heard about Chase. They've heard about his progress. They've heard about how he's doing. They're interested in doing a side piece on the show and having him in it. And I, they were like, you know, would you be interested? And I was like, are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. And they're like, okay, well, you'll be on the TV show and they're doing a book and you'll be in the book as well. That was like, that was on the horizon for me. You know what I mean? And that's what I had, you know, something exciting to look forward to. And over a girl and over a relationship, I gave it all away. <laughs> and it's it's crazy because I felt like what a what an awesome opportunity, you know, to like use that to catapult me to success and where I want to be. And I just blew it. Um, the next time that I actually experienced a lot of success was actually right before I moved to Texas is where, you know, which is where I currently live. I used to live in Tennessee and I was 27, I think, when I started. And <clears throat> so this is, you know, four years down the road. I had hurt my back from the car accident, went on out on, you know, disability for, gosh, I don't know, almost a year it felt like. Disability ran out. I had to go back to work. Well, when I went back to work, of course, I was, I was big. I was, I was over 400 and something pounds. I don't remember how much I was. I think I was around 450 at the time and went back to work and work was killer because I had to be on my feet all day. And I was like, screw this. I got to lose the weight. So just through calorie counting and daily walks, I would, you know, start to see a lot of weight loss. And after about four months, I had dropped a hundred pounds. So I got down to 350 and at 350, I met my wife online. I had decided I wanted to see if I could find somebody and met my wife online. And that whole thing fast tracked very quickly. I met her and was living in Texas within six months, which was not my plan. Oh wow! And <clears throat> throughout that six months, my dedication to my workout routine and to my food and stuff would start to diminish. So by the time I actually moved to Texas, I had lost a hundred pounds when I met her. I had already put on probably 30 or 40 of it back. And it's been a slow process, but since we've been married, we've been married for eight years now. I put all the weight back on and I have sat right around 500 pounds, most of our marriage. And last year was the last time I made a really good run at trying to lose weight. I mean, I was right around 500 and I started getting kidney stones and I'd, I'd never had kidney stones. Um, didn't realize at the time that's what I was getting. I probably even passed some and didn't realize it, but finally realized that's what it was. And I was like, I got to do something, you know, it's got to be the weight and started trying to lose the weight. And I lost about 80 pounds, maybe 85 pounds, got down to 400 and I think 30 and I ended up having a stone so big. They said, you know, you're, you're probably never going to pass this. You're going to have to have a surgery. So they, they basically go in, um, 
through your front and uh, put a laser up there and blast it. And then they they leave what they call a ureter stent, which is really just a plastic tube that coils up in your kidney and runs runs down and out. And they said, just leave it in there, you know, for a couple of weeks. And man, I just, I was in so much pain, like a ureter stent. I, I feel like it's one of the worst experiences anybody could ever go through. And, uh, I finally couldn't take it anymore myself. I, uh, my wife was super nervous, but I ended up getting in a bathtub full of water and, uh, I pulled mine out myself oh, wow. because I just couldn't, Ooh. I couldn't take it being in there anymore. And, uh, I had to give myself a week. I said, dude, you've worked really hard. You know, you've been through hell. Give yourself a week and eat some comfort food and just make yourself feel better. And it makes me think about, I don't, I of course don't know as, as much about your story, but I know that one thing that you've talked about is that you had this, this moment where you kind of experienced some of the food that you used to eat and there was a big relapse for you. And that's what happened for me. I ha I gave myself one week and I never made it back from that one week. And that's where I went from last year where I got down to 300 and I don't know, 430 pounds, I bumped all the way back up to 521. And that's where I've sat. Wow, man. And, and you're, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, for me, it was, I had decided I, I wasn't feeling well after a vacation and decided I needed one cheat meal. And that one cheat meal became a cheat day, a cheat weekend, a cheat week. And then I quit. Wow. Uh, but it's incredible how we allow ourselves. It's it's almost like we give ourselves permission, but we don't want to give ourselves outright permission because, like, then you know you're choosing to just fail. You're choosing to be a failure. But if if you do it, you do it slowly and incrementally. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't sting as much. And by the time you're you're all wrapped up in that food again, you know, you're it's too late. Um, so that that's a you know a, a lot of kind of ups and downs on your journey, but. You have, you know, started a new a new path. You know, it's you've been on it for uh, over eight months now, and started in January of this year. And I would I would love to dive into talking about what you're doing now, but and how you came to what you're doing now. I I think that is also really something interesting for people to hear. Yeah, man. So, you, go ahead. I'll let you. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say let's let's. Let's take us to January. Like where what what was going on for you in January that started, you know, a new a new path? So, you know, there was there was like this residual, you know, um <clears throat> I think just like low, you know, low point sadness that kind of stemmed still from the trip to Disneyland because that was in November. And I had a hard time getting past that. It really bothered me. Um a couple more things happened. One thing was there was a guy who uh, is a is a member of my company, but he's in a different division. So he works out of a completely different city and state. But I heard about him and apparently somebody had said, oh, yeah, have you, did you hear about this guy? And I said, no. And they said, well, you know, they told me his name and I had never met him. And they said he had a stroke. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. They said, yeah, it's wild. You know, he had lost a bunch of weight a couple of years ago and got, got down really good, looking good. And then had a stroke. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, you know, this, this guy did what it is I'd love to mm. do. And, and he still ended up having a stroke. Oh, wow. And I was just, I don't know, something about that, like put, it put a new and a very, very real kind of fear in me because 
I mean, when you're, you know, when you're type two diabetic, you've got high blood pressure, you know, an enlarged heart and you're over 500 pounds, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, for me, I'm just waiting for the day. Oh yeah. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm tempting fate and this guy, you know, changed his life and still experienced an event like this. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, why have I, why have I thought that this isn't going to happen to me? And that put this fear in me. And I started to really, really, really think about it on a daily basis, you know? And then one day I was talking with my wife and, you know, she had asked me, I was upset one morning and you know, she's like, what's the matter with you? And I, I told her, I said, I just, I don't want to go get in my car right now. Like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to squeeze into that stupid car. You know, it was just one of those mornings where knowing that I had to get in my car was just upsetting me. And, um, you know, she's telling she's like, it's okay. I know, I know you don't like it and I'm sorry. And I just told her, I said, man, it'd be easier just to be dead. I said, doing life the way I do life every day, I hate it. I just would rather die. And like, I saw the look on her face, you know, when I said that and, you know, immediately I wished I could have taken it back. And I just realized in that moment, like, that's what my wife's married to. She's married to a guy who's always upset because of his situation. And, you know, and she, she has to know that that's how I feel. And I just kind of decided from that moment, like, this can't be me. So for about a week or two, I started thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to do something, but there's, you know, let me at least try to prep. Let me at least try to think about what it'll be. So I told my wife towards the end of 2018, you know, that I really wanted to start doing something for exercise. I wasn't necessarily talking about weight loss yet, but, uh, just wanted to be able to try to get around better because that was around the time I, like I was saying, I was having a lot of pain. Um, even just when I took showers and things like that, you know, like my, my left and right sides hurt so much just from the twisting. Oh yeah. You do. Oh yeah. Um, I just, I just always in pain, always in pain. And I thought, what about yoga? You know, like people do yoga and I see these people on Instagram posing and I'm like, man, that's impressive. You know, like, man, I want to, I want to be able to look like that. And I want to be able to do these poses. So I had mentioned it to her. So for Christmas, she gets me a yoga mat and yoga blocks and she bought one for herself as well. And I didn't really do anything with it. You know, I opened it up for Christmas, thought that's cool and didn't do anything. So very early January, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, and I hadn't thought about the yoga yet, but I was all, I was thinking, what am I going to do? And I'm sitting there one night on my phone and I'm kind of going down the YouTube vortex as, you know, as it happens. And I come across this guy's video and I start watching it and his, uh, his name is Vance Hines and it was super inspirational. Once you start watching it, you know, you, you got to finish it. And when I got to the end of it, I realized like I was almost crying. I was like, man, and it's because something about Vance was so different for me versus when you see other people's weight loss videos. When I saw Vance, I kind of saw myself in him because I feel like our body types were very similar. So it was like, holy crap. Like I felt like looking at Vance was almost giving me the ability to see what I could look like if I lost it because I felt like we look so similar. So I ran to my wife and, you know, we're laying on the bed together watching this video and she looks at me once it's done and she's like, you got to do this. Like, this is what you got to do. And, and I was like, and I already have the yoga stuff. And she's like, yeah. So I went ahead, downloaded the app. They have an app on the Droid and iPhone and signed up and didn't do anything because I, my plan really wasn't to start right then. I just, I, I thought, well, this is definitely the direction I want to go. So I signed up, I took pictures. They want you to take six pictures uh, in different poses just to get a very good idea of where you're at. Um, 
capability wise and size wise and just kind of got ready. So I went ahead and getting closer to the date that I was ready to start, which was really just like a week from when I signed up, I posted the pictures on their Facebook group, the DDP yoga Facebook group. And that's, that's the program. I should say that. Oh, definitely. uh, Yeah. Program van. Yeah. DDP yoga, which was started and founded by a diamond Dallas page. Um, and a guy named Steve U. So I went onto their Facebook page and I thought, man, there's a lot of members in this page. It's like 40,000 members. And I posted my six pictures and I did mine with my shirt off. And it was crazy that I think within less than 24 hours, a bunch of people commented on it. And one of them was Vance Hines. It was the guy from this video. And I'm thinking like this, this guy who's like a celebrity, you know, commented on my stuff. And he gave me his number and he's like, hey, reach out to me. So I went ahead and did. I called him the next morning and um, it was crazy. All this stuff was kind of happening right at the same time. And I called him and he talked to me on the phone and he's like, dude, you should you should come down here and walk because I found out he lives an hour from where I do. And I thought, wow, yeah. And he's like, you should come down here and walk today. And I'm like, uh, I, I wanted to say no, because like, that's kind of how I've lived for such a long time is, you know, if, you, if you're inviting me to something, it's, it's usually a hard no until, you know, I have to think about it and I didn't know what to say, but I just felt like this was such a big opportunity. I went ahead and just said, yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll come down. So I went ahead and I went and I met him and it was, it was incredible. Vance's. He's a, he's a beautiful person. I mean, I, I love the guy and, you know, he was so encouraging to me as I was beginning and, and his wife, Mary, Mary, she's super sweet. She's very supportive. Um, she's right there next to Vance and pretty much everything he does. So it was really, really incredible getting to meet them. And Vance has a, a good relationship with, uh, the guy who started DDP yoga, Diamond Dallas Page, a uh, former wrestler for WCW and WWE. And after I got home a day or two later, I got a phone call at work and it was from Diamond Dallas Page. And yeah, I'm in like a meeting and I get this phone call <laughs> and it was so crazy. I, you know, I, I didn't know what the number was and I, you know, I, I answer it and I'm like, hello. And he's like, yo, bro. And I'm like, oh, who in the world is this? Oh, wow. And I have this conversation with him. And man, that was that was surreal too, because you know, he was he was a huge deal for me when I was growing up. You know, I watched him on WCW and he was like, you know, my favorite wrestler uh, of all time. He was he was so incredible. And that's kind of how this journey started for me. You know, I think that I've been very blessed and very fortunate in that, you know, there's a lot of people that start programs that just have to kind of like will their way through the early part of it. And I had so many things I, I feel like in the beginning of my journey within that first week that just kind of catapulted me uh, into just excitement, you know, and uh, just really wanting to go after it. And I, I feel very fortunate for that. Oh, those are some amazing momentum builders because it, it, it's there's a power to the realization I think you had. Like, I, I don't I don't want to move, you know, I don't want to gloss over that. Like, I, I think, you know, you had a lot of experiences like obviously. You know, for anyone, a lot of the people listening know that I'm a huge Disney person. So, you know, the Disneyland story punches me, you know, right in the I get that, man, like that idea that, you know, you 
you had this amazing experience. And, and then all of those things, like re- having that realization, you know, that your life has come to that place and making the decision that you don't want to be that person. Like that's, or I, th- I think the way you phrased it was, you know, that's not who you are. Like, I, I think that's real. There's some real power there. And then to kind of take this desire, put it out into reality and have it start to manifest in so many ways is is just really inspiring and incredible to hear. Like there's a serendipity to, you know, watching watching Vance's video, which I, I know I've seen it. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people out there have seen it. Like he's done some incredible things um, with his journey. And then to find out that he's so close to you. And then not only that he's so close to you, that he immediately, you know, says, come on down and hang out. And I, I think it's it's fantastic that you were willing to step out of your comfort, because I'm sure at the, that in January where you were physically, just even the idea of going for a walk with someone else and knowing how you're going to breathe and all of those things like um, starts to come into play. So I, I kind of I admire your willingness to to jump in and then look at the different pieces that start to fall into place. And so weight wise, yeah. where were you in January? Wait, when I started, I was at 521. I, uh, my wife and I went out for one, one more meal and I, uh, I was really excited. We were going to go to a place called Saltgrass. It's a steak restaurant and I was just going to get whatever. And, and, uh, I jumped on the scale right before we left to go to dinner that evening and it was 521 and I was like, okay, then that's, that's where we started. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. And so you started doing, you started doing the yoga and one of the, and like, I, I, I mean, I've been following you since January. So, you know, I've been watching you know, it's honestly like if anyone out there hasn't jumped on board with with Chase's page, you know, you got to get on there and you can you can scroll back all the way to January and watch, you know, your poses and getting started and the adaptations you had to make and the things you can do easier now. It's it's breathtaking, man. Like, I, I truly honestly mean that. Like, thank you, you know, physically, thank you. It, it's I know, you know, there's there's not a lot of people out there that can say. They know what it's like to have been as big as you were, like to be over 500 pounds. And and I know what yeah. I know the pain of, you know, even like, you know, is it, it I, I can tell I can talk to you about this because you can relate like when you when you're that big and you throw your back out because you're just trying to wipe your butt like, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like the contortion you're having. To, like, it's almost like that's yoga in and of itself, like trying to, to reach parts of our, you know, <laughs> trying to reach parts of our body. But Yes. So, so you, you start in that place and what was it like to, to dive into that program? Like, I, cause I know there are probably some people out there that have never done yoga never even thought about it. And they see yoga and they, they probably think about something like a stereotypical video they've seen of someone, you know, posing in the sun on the top of a mountain. Um, what was it like at over 500 pounds to start doing that kind of movement? Well, it, it was tough. It was very tough. I actually had to start out. I was, very, I was very fortunate because the way the program is set up is it's it's not a one size fits all, you know. So they have like a rebuild series, and this is for people who have like chronic pain, who don't have very good flexibility um, or mobility, and then it goes to beginner, uh, intermediate, advanced, and then further. So in the rebuild series, you can start out even if you're at the point where you're bedridden. Or if you are able to sit in a chair at least, and then if you can get past that, you can stand and use a chair for support. All of this is before you even get to beginner where you're basically on the mat with no kind of chair or anything for support. So me, 
I thought, well, I don't, I don't need to start in the bed series. That's, I mean, I can do better than that. So I was like, maybe I'll just try sitting in a chair. So I actually started out with their chair force workouts where I sat in a chair and basically I was lifting my leg and flexing it and stuff. And, you know, what's, what's different about DDP yoga, which you'll, you know, notice very quickly once a person starts it is, um, it's, it's yoga with dynamic resistance. So you're basically flexing your muscles really, really hard and intense throughout the entire workout as you, as you basically get into these moves and it jacks your heart rate up and it keeps it up. And, um, I mean, it'll wear you out just trying to flex your muscles so much that, that felt very strange to me in a seated position. So I think I did two or three workouts in a seated position. And then I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to bump up to the stand strong series, which was basically standing up on the mat, but with a chair always in front of me, behind me or next to me. So that was what I moved on to. And that's where I spent really about the first month, month and a half of my, my journey with DDP yoga is basically working out, doing yoga with a chair for support. And the thing about it that I thought would be really deflating, but I'm, it really wasn't is that when you're doing these workouts, you know, I, I cast mine on my television. So I'm watching it on my big screen in my living room. And usually most of them are led by diamond Dallas page. The dude is super motivational on screen and in person. It's, it's so far, you know, away from that. He's so inspirational in person, but it makes you almost feel like he's there with you. And, you know, I'm sure things claim that, you know, Oh, it's like, I'm right there working out with you in the room, but it always felt like he was addressing me the way he's you know, the way he speaks. And he shows you throughout all of the workouts how to modify. And he's always really big on, Hey, if you got to do this, step in, step in, make it as easy as you need to. And he always says, make the DDPY your own. And I think him doing that was smart because what I've heard people say about my journey is they like seeing me do it because it's, they like to see a big person struggle because they're a big person. And it's harder when you watch somebody who's really super fit do it because you know, it can become easy, I think, to get frustrated that, you know, well, they make it look so easy. It's not that easy for me. So I always was very comforted by the fact that, you know, Dallas and other people who do instructing on the videos you watch, they make you feel like it's okay if you can't do it yet. You know, um, Arthur Borman is another person who's very famous for the DDP yoga program, lost a lot of weight and used to have to get around with walking. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And one of his famous quotes is just because I can't do it today doesn't mean I won't be able to do it tomorrow. And I kind of just started to adopt that phrase saying, you know what? Hey, right now I have to use a chair, but it's not going to always be that way if I'm willing to stick with it. So it gave me, you know, the freedom and kind of the license to say, it's okay if I have to modify right now. Like I'm not always going to have to modify, but it makes it to where I can participate with them. So that was one thing getting into it in the beginning that I think helped me because had it not been for all the modifying positions, I bet I would, I would have probably gotten frustrated and I would have felt like kind of left out and I don't know that I would have stuck with it. That's wild, man. Like I, I love hearing that like willingness to kind of adapt and it's great to find a program that adapts with you that way and allows every person to kind of have an entry point like that. That's smart. Like, and, and I think that's, that's really a great tool to find. Let's talk about food because clearly that's, that's a big part of the journey as well. So what, what did you do at first with, with what you were eating? Like, how did you approach your, your food knowing, knowing that you were someone that lived 
you know, with binging and with with a food addiction? Like, how did you approach food in this from the start? So the way I did it was I um, I watched a documentary and decided from this documentary that I wanted to change the way I ate. Um, I ended up watching, I think the documentary was Forks Over Knives. Yep. And then there was another one as well. And I'm watching this and I'm like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be vegan. <laughs> I, I gotta be plant-based. I can't do this anymore. So I actually went to a plant-based diet um, from, I was eating around, before I started, I was eating around 13,000 calories a day. And then I went to a diet where I was eating, I I would imagine somewhere between 1,100 and, and 1,300 calories a day. And I hated it. I didn't like fruits and vegetables. And I, I picked a diet that was nothing but fruits and vegetables. So, I mean, I just, I hated it. I was in tears every day. Um, and my wife, you know, my wife had told me, she's like, you don't even like fruits and vegetables and that's your plan. Like you're going to, you're going to go to a fruit and vegetable diet. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll just stick to it. So a couple of weeks into it, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. And so I was like, why don't we switch to being vegan? Because, you know, at least with vegan, I feel like we can start bringing some, some other things into this. Um, you mean vegetarian? So then I started, you mean switch from vegan to vegetarian? No, no, I was plant-based. I wouldn't even do, uh, like I wasn't even doing like tortilla chips or anything like that. Like I was, okay. I was just doing plants, just fruits and vegetables. And I thought, well, with vegan, maybe I can like, I can start doing like, you know, maybe chips with salsa and okay. stuff like that. You know, like I was giving myself a, a, just a little bit more. Um, and, and that worked for a bit. I think I did that for maybe two more weeks, maybe three weeks. Mm. And, and, and that was okay. Um, but what I realized was there are certain things that you can eat while still being considered vegan that aren't really good for you. And that's what I was doing. I'm like, oh, well, here are these chips and, and they're vegan. But my thing was, it's almost like the idea of being able to say I didn't eat meat and I didn't eat dairy gave me the right to say, oh, I can eat all these chips though. Like as if that were healthy for me. So I finally just realized I've, I have a feeling this is going to be kind of a slippery slope. and. Um, it's weird at the time I was eating. And I mean, I, when I tell you I was losing weight, I was, I was dropping it in the beginning. Oh, it was yeah. just coming off. It's falling off. I was eating around 230 carbs a day. Um, <clears throat> I logged all my carbs into an app called my fitness pal. So I realized I'm like, man, how in the world can a person lose this much weight? And I'm eating over 200 and something carbs a day. Well, I actually decided I was going to reach out to DDP. I actually, um, he gave me his number when he called me, you know, a couple months before and said, Hey, this is my number. You can call me if you want. Um, well, of course I didn't. Cause I'm thinking, I mean, this guy's got way more stuff going on than needing to talk to some guy like me. Right. And I did finally reach out to him and I texted him. I said, Hey, um, I think I'm ready to do one of your eating plans from the DDP yoga. Well then, you know, he's pumped. He wants to <clears throat> see me jump on the phase three eating plan. And, uh, he basically tells me <clears throat> to go ahead and start sending my food plan to him daily and and uh, he'll he'll try to help me kind of coach me through it. So I start doing that and it was it was great really from the beginning because I went ahead and I brought eggs back into my diet and uh started started doing some bacon and there were these things that I hadn't had in forever and I was like, "Oh my heavens, like this is this is good." In that first week of switching to the DDPY eating plan, I lost 13 pounds that week. Oh wow. So it worked out really well. 
And the way this food plan works that I've been doing is, I mean, I really just, I eat eggs and bacon for breakfast pretty much every day. And I, the, the way I'm doing the food isn't a hundred percent to the phase three, but it's very, very close. I eat probably a little more protein, uh, like animal protein than it recommends. But so for breakfast, I always eat bacon and eggs and I drink water with it. And then for lunch, what I typically do, and it's not how I started, but it's where I'm at now. I usually just get a, a thing of mixed organic greens. And throughout the week, I'll just stuff a big handful into a sandwich Ziploc bag. And then I'll bring a leftover portion of meat from the night before. And that's what I eat for lunch with water. And then for dinner, it's usually either more mixed salad greens and uh, another portion of meat. So it's a very, very simple diet that I do right now. And I've been told by people it uh, it pretty much sounds like a ketogenic diet almost. But it's really not because I, I know on their food plan, there's a lot of other things you can eat that would, uh, I think that would knock you out from being ketogenic. Um, I just choose not to. Um, like I don't eat a piece of fruit in the morning because I'm not really a fruit guy. Um, and I don't really, I don't really do a lot of grains or anything like that because it's just, it's not something I'm interested in. And I could eat complex carbohydrates on this diet, but I just, those really don't respond well with my body. Like I hold water like crazy when I eat things like that. So right now I eat a very, a very, very, very simple and a lot of times a pretty bland diet. It's, um, it's not very exciting. And I think that there's, you know, there's a lot more things I could do, I think, to kind of jazz it up and, and to eat more exciting foods. But what I know about myself and I've learned over, uh, over my history is that, um, if, if it requires a lot of effort to prepare food wise, I won't do it. It's not sustainable for me. So, you know, my, my meat eating plan, my food plan could be boring to some people and it probably is, but it's functional and it's sustainable for me, which is the most important thing. I just, I can't have really complex, uh, recipes and ingredient lists and things like that because I will, I'll become way too lazy with it. Oh, understood. And that's smart. You know, finding what really works for you is, is what I always say to people that, you know, there isn't one plan and, and, and I get some, I get some weird razzing sometimes from people that are like, why aren't you pushing keto on people? Or why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, cause, cause everyone has to find for themselves what really works and even find variations. Like that's like the, the thing that I think is, is, is kind of amazing. Like you talk about, you know, you're following, you know, the, the phase three eating plan, basically, you know, of, of from DDP, but you're finding the variation of it that works best for you. And that's what I think you have to do. You have to put that effort in to build the eating plan that works best for yourself and your life. Because, you know, it's, it would be very exciting for you for, you know, you know, for people to see you, you know, do, kind of doing these wild variations of what you can make and what you can eat and everything along those lines. But if you know, at the end of the day, that you're going to get exhausted doing all those different recipes and combinations and everything, and it's going to kind of mentally take you out of the game with what you need to do health-wise for yourself why why do that like why you know i also i like for me like I, it's funny because i'm on the opposite end of that spectrum like for when i start to get into like a food routine like do the same things over and over again i start to get bored with my food and and that's when my mind starts to wander so for me i have to interject you know wild crazy cooking things and things every so often into what i'm doing so i feel like engaged with what I, with what is happening for me but that's 
my sustainability. And, and I think it's okay to find that for yourself. And I think it's, it's great that you even explored other options, you know, exploring plant-based, exploring vegan and, you know, looking at, and there's some people that, that they discover those, those areas and they thrive. And then there's other people, you know, yeah. you know, that realize, you know, you have to have some more nuance and you have to, you have to work at it a little bit more. But I think it's great that you've, you've found something that is clearly working for you because, you know, here we are at September. Um, so if anyone, if anyone's listening to this 10 years from now, it's September of 2019. Um, you know, in 10 years, Chase could be president of the country. You never know. So maybe someone's, someone's, <laughs> someone's looking back to see kind of where you were in your history. But where are you at now, Chase? Like, let, let's bring people up to speed and talk about where you're at weight-wise now, because I, I think that's kind of, that, that's where, that's an impressive part of your journey. Like, I, well, one, be, I know I'm asking questions that I'm retracting them right away. I, I have to say, like, I, I've admired and appreciated your, your willingness to share all of the facets of your journey, you know, on your Instagram page, uh, especially like there, there have been some videos you've posted where you've almost fallen or you actually have fallen and yeah. I get nervous for you. Like I, I'm kind of on the edge. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the, I'm the, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, Oh goodness. He's wobbling. Oh good. Oh, what is happening? Oh God. Oh God. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, and he's down. Yeah. And he's down. And because I know what it feels like, yeah. I know what it feels like to fall when you're that big. Like, I'm like, Oh, goodness. like that. There's such anxiety there. But like, I think you're, by doing that, though, you're showing people that not every every day, like, I, I think sometimes people see success stories in programs like DDP Yoga or Beachbody or like, or any kind, you know, like, I'm trying to think of the guy P90X, like, you know, everything is not always 100% perfect. Like, when I go to the gym, my routines are not always 100% perfect, but it's it's getting into the routine and the consistency that you've built up that has really led you to some great places. So, where are you now, man? What what where are you at right now? So, when I started beginning of this year, January, I weighed five hundred twenty one pounds. I was type two diabetic and I had high blood pressure. Um, I eliminated my high blood pressure and reversed my type two diabetes in the first four months. So that's, uh, that's gone. I am right now at three, I think 366. So I'm down 154 pounds and I feel incredible. You know, I, and here, here's the thing I'll tell it to anybody who's listening. It didn't take me this eight months to feel incredible. Um, it's been incremental and it's, it's grown my confidence is through the roof right now. The amount of things that I'll, that I'll allow to happen that I'll do is so different. Um, I've started wearing my, uh, I've started being in front of people with no shirt on. And it's not to say that I don't still have a big stomach. I still got a big, oh, stomach. Yeah. I got a real big stomach, but uh, I go to swimming pools. Now I've even been to a water park and took my shirt off. And, and when my wife saw me do it, she's, uh, she's like, Oh, you're, you're, you're going without the shirt. And I said, yeah, I am. And my thing is, if anybody's got a problem with it, they can turn the other way because I just, I just want to feel normal. Right. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to enjoy it like everyone else. And I was like, I shouldn't have to feel this way. So I just decided I won't. And, and it was painful at first, but I told myself, keep doing it. And the more you do it, it won't be as, it won't be as hard. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm just in a place right now and it's so different. You know, I was so negative before um, and I just had such a bad outlook on my future. And now, I mean, I feel like I'm obsessed with positivity. You know, I've, uh, I've really just tried to embrace all of what it is I can do versus always thinking about the things I can't do. And uh, it's how I live my days now. I mean, I, to a fault, I'm sure it gets old with some people, but I'm always pumped and excited to talk to people about, you know, like either what I'm doing or like, hey, what we can do together. And um, it has, it's just radically changed my outlook on life, you know, because when people see me, it's very easy to think, oh, well, I'm sure he feels better. He's lost weight. And it's so much bigger than that for me because the weight loss has been big and, and man, the physical abilities are just incredible for me now. Um, the things that I can do uh, without even thinking. And, uh, but the mental component was, was such a factor before, you know, and I never thought about it as much to me. It was always just the weight game and I just needed to be smaller. And, and, uh, the headspace that I live in on a daily basis now is just so much better. Mm. And I just, I appreciate the life that I have and I look forward to the life that I'm going into, you know, because now I really do live hopeful. I live, uh, very, uh, anticipatory towards like, a couple months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road. And, um, it's a good place to be, man. I'm very happy with where I'm at. You know, I still, I'm kind of approaching the halfway point of the weight that I want to lose. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I've been very fortunate to have done, um, so well and experienced as much success as I, as I have in the, uh, in the early goings. But, um, yeah, I'm in i I'm in a really good spot right now. What I will say is with all that good, once you lose, at least what I've experienced for myself, once you lose over 100 to 150 pounds, you really, depending on how much you have to lose, and would this only be my halfway point, this is where I'm finally kind of hitting that grind period. And I'm kind of learning that this is, uh, it's not easy. You know, a life change, people say that word all the time now, like it's got to be a life change um, as if it's an easy thing. And it's so difficult to change your life and to change your thinking in the way you react uh, to situations. And that's what I'm finding out is, you know, for a lot of people, I think, you know, when you start trying to change your life and whether that's through better health or, you know, things like that, you know, what's, what's the point people bow out? You know, is it a, is it a month? Is it two months? It's very common. And, and I, I don't, I don't judge anyone for that because that's been me. Um, I would never do anything for more than four months. You know, that's about the, the length of time I could dedicate myself to anything. Well, I'm eight months in, so I have to look at that and say, well, okay, so I'm not quitting, but it's almost like it's, it's strange to think, you know, so I'm just going to keep doing this, I guess. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to keep working hard and it's hard because a part of that feels for, and it feels good because it's, it's the first time I've experienced sustained, you know, success like this. But at the same time, it's something that Dallas had told me on the phone one day is, you know, Hey, you know, I've seen people lose a hundred pounds all day. You know, it's getting to the 200 pound mark and beyond is where things become very difficult. And he's right. It's, it is a lot more difficult because the, the mental component really comes in, you know, um, cause you learn these things, but then your body starts to slow down. Uh, on the weight loss. So that's kind of the space that I'm in as far as that goes. 
Um, I'm very excited and I'm positive and I'm lucky because I lost a big chunk of weight in a short period of time. So I'm able to experience a lot of, you know, just joy and happiness with where I'm at right now and how I live. But I also still have to figure out what does it look like to continue? What does it look like to continue to progress? So that's a, that's something I feel like I'm still trying to figure out on a daily basis too. Just knowing that like you, like you've experienced, you know, it, it, it doesn't take a lot to, you know, reverse ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to be cautious and make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm always planning and, and thinking about the future and, and how I'm going to uh, kind of keep this going. I, I think that's smart. I think something you hit on is something people don't get. Um, when you have 100 pounds to lose, you can lose 100 pounds. You know, you have 50 pounds to lose, you yeah. can lose 50 pounds. When you have 300 pounds to lose, we talked about what your life was like, you know, what are, you know, and I, I have an episode where I went completely in depth into what my life at 540 pounds was like. You're living such a restricted, small life that when you lose that first, you know, half of that, you get 150 pounds off, your life changes completely. So it's almost yeah. as, as fantastic and motivating as that is, there's a part of you that starts to actually say, well, am I, am I okay where I am right now? Do I, it's going to get harder. Do I need to push harder? Do I need to do that? Like, maybe I'm okay where I am. Maybe I can. And it's, and it's those voices that are going to take you back to the beginning, but they're realizing that that's a nice, that's a very attractive way for them to start to come forward and start to say, well, maybe, you know, you've come so far so quickly, maybe let off the gas a little bit and relax a little bit and just relax a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a smoke screen. It's, it's, it's. It's deception that we we bring into ourselves. Like it's wild the mind games that we can play and how it can impact. Yes. Because like you're saying, it's not just about knowing what you've done to get where you are right now, but now you're gonna figure out what's gonna get you to the next, you know, to the next level, what's gonna keep you going. Now that the the shine, the blue, you know, the 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 shine is off the rose or whatever that phrase. I'm not great with metaphors like that. Um <laughs> you know, but the bloom is, 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 is fading, you know, you still need to do the work. And like, that's, that's the crisis that I've had recently is, you know, I'm over two and a half years into my journey and I'm so close to the finish line, but I still have to keep grinding it out. Like I, I can't lay off the gas because if I do, I know what happens when I do that. Like, and I, you know, I, I, I've, I've yelled at my coach and said, it's not fair. Like, you know, it's not fair. and life isn't fair. Like (laughs) that's, that's the realization I had to make. Like, you know, life isn't fair. I spent decades, you know, not doing crap for myself. Like, so now it's taking me a couple years to do some work. Like who cares? Like really at the end of the day, suck it up and do it. Like, and I know that is like, you, 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 you made a big, you, you said something that I say a lot and that's that it's not easy. Like what we do is simple. You know, the changes we make turn out to be simple. Like you're saying, like, yeah. simplify your food. You know, you simplified your food. You started moving your body. Those are simple things. But doing that consistently every day is not easy. And that's okay that it's not easy. And I, I think that was a big realization for me was that it, it has to be okay that I'm dealing with a struggle. Like it has to, I have to realize that some days this is going, like, Everyone loves saying like stay in the fight and like using like boxing metaphors and memes with pictures of people, you know, wrestling and fighting and things along those lines. Like 
it sometimes really is a fight and that's okay. Like you have a battle you're fighting, you know, and sadly for a lot of us, you know, that battle is with ourselves, you know, with our bodies and with our minds and, you know, those tendencies and habits we've built. But getting the success that you've had, you know, starts to to get you to a point that you can start to plan on what's going to come next. And I think you're right when you say that, you know, you've got, you show hope, like, I know it's it's it it gets awkward when a guy says to another guy that he's radiant, but like I I think you radiate hope. Like I really do, I do think that's something that kind of like shines off of you now. You, like man. I really think that's thank you. It's a positive energy that people are responding to, and I think they're rightfully responding to. Like you're not you're not trying to craft yourself as like the the next hottest thing. You're 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 putting your journey out there in a very real way, and it is astonishing to go back eight months and look at you know some of your initial videos and look at you know what you're doing now with your routines like just seeing that physical change i I think is something that's incredibly inspiring to other people um so well i no go ahead no no you go ahead i don't want to cut you off well i wrote something down the other day because uh I was thinking, you know, something that people reach out to me and ask me a lot is like, what motivated you to get started or what motivates you to keep going? And, and, and I told people, um, you know, well, I told them what my initial motivation was, you know, I did that, but you know, what I've, I, what I've also said is like, you know, you, you gotta, I, I take responsibility for finding or creating my own motivation. Um, because me, you know, motivation is a fleeting thing, you know, it doesn't last very long. Um, and I can't become so dependent on it that I, you know, that I have to have it and it has to be responsible, uh, for pushing me through. And then I, I wrote this down and it was the idea that like what inspires me to start might not be what encourages me to continue mm. because I think it's great right. that we have a catalyst, you know, it's a good thing that we have something that sparks an interest and gets us going, but I can't rely on that thing to be what gets me through and pushes me through to the very, very end. So I've just kind of become responsible as I've gotten further and further into this, realizing that, hey, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to seek out and like, maybe it's looking at someone like your page and, and drawing inspiration, you know, like I, I have a daily pursuit of trying to find things to encourage me and inspire me and just motivate me to push forward. And I've, I've taken full responsibility for it because I can't expect that it comes to me. So I go looking for it. And, you know, when I find it, I, I kind of like, I hold on to that piece, whatever it is. And I say, all right, and I might use that. That might be fuel for the day. But that's where I think that like watching other people like you, uh, you know, and, and, and other people on Instagram and, and how they're doing with their journey has really helped and inspired me to uh, just to figure out how to continue to motivate through something that does require, you know, a real long term commitment, you know. That's profound, man. Like that, I, you're, you're completely right. Like those initial motivations can can get you going. but you you can play with your kids now like you could go to disneyland and walk around with your family all day like so that that that, that initial motivation isn't there anymore like it's got to be something different it's got to be something that you allow to be different like that's i think that's fantastic and it sounds to me like what you're saying like is that you're starting to build habits that will allow you to continue to evolve uh, which is really great like you're not you're not staying complacent you're not saying i found the one thing that'll work you're saying I have to keep looking for new ways to, to be motivated and, and, and get that energy going. Like that's, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, and it's, it's something that I, you know, that I, that I believe. And I think that, you know, I try to share with people is always be tweaking a little bit, you know, as you lose weight, as you get further in, you should always be tweaking. You shouldn't, I mean, 
especially if you start to live in like a routine, you should be able to make minor adjustments to that routine and see the impact it has. So I, I look at my workouts that way. I look at my diet that way. And just how I manage my schedule is I'm on such a routine now, I can make minor changes to it and kind of see what the impact is down the line. And that's where I think that once you start to become more about a routine and start building good habits, it's easier to make minor adjustments and little adjustments and truly pay attention to the impact, you know, instead of just, well, I just kind of willy nilly do whatever and hope for good results. Like, no, I have a regimen, I have a routine and I make changes to that routine and I just kind of, I see how they work. You know, if it doesn't work, I, I go back and I make another change, but you know, it allows us to maybe, maybe make adjustments that work for us, don't work for us, but you're not making these gigantic, you know, uh, changes to your routine that could cause setbacks. You know what I mean? You're just making small changes. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's why as, as great as it is that your, your actual name fits your Instagram handle, like your, your Instagram handle, I think really nails on the head you know, the pits the nail on the head, the journey that you're on and, and your philosophy with it, you know, you're chasing your change. Like it's not just, yeah. it's not just something that you're, you're waiting to come to you. You know, you're knowing that you have to go out and find it and make it happen. And I think that's really something that's inspiring, man. And I'm excited for people to not only hear you talk with me today, but also then jump over to your page and follow you and see what's coming next, because it sounds like there's a lot of great things still ahead for you. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. It, it has, it's been, it's been wild. And, and, uh, I do definitely think that that handle matches, you know, my mentality right now, just because, um, it's something I honestly feel like I've been doing for years and I, I haven't been doing it well, but, you know, I've always told my wife, I said, you can say what you can, you know, say what you will about the fact that, you know, I've, I've started and stopped diets and things like that. I, uh, but I'm always hopeful, you know, I'm always hopeful that, you know, that next one's going to be the one that's going to do it. And, uh, and it's like, I've told a few people now and I'm, yeah, I, I don't know how you, you know, you feel about it, but it's not, not saying that there's ever like, like an end point to what we do. You know what I mean? Like this is, it's something where we're going to forever work on. But as far as like finding that thing, you know what I mean? And finding that, you know, what it is, that program, whatever, that's finally going to get you where you need to be kind of like that, that sweet spot for yourself. I had told somebody, you just need it to work once, you know, you might try lots of different programs that fail and then don't work, but you just need to make it work once. And if you can get it to work once, you can finally get to that place where you can learn what it means to like maintain and like live it a healthy life. So I feel like I've always been chasing my change. I feel like I've always been trying to figure out like, what's it going to be? And I feel like because I didn't give up, I found this program, you know, and, uh, and I'm happy for it. You know, I'm happy that I had that mentality and that it's, uh, that it's that it's working so well this time right now it's been really good well that's awesome to hear man like i i really do think it is and i appreciate for those of you listening you know you're going to be listening to this at a different time of day uh, chase and i are recording this early on a friday morning but i so i i appreciate you you know you know us finding some time to work i i've really been looking forward to having this opportunity to talk to you today so i just want to say a big thank you for your willingness to come on, share your story, and to continue sharing it on on your page, because I think, I think it's something it's it's a lesson that people can learn from. Not only how you got started and what you what you did to get going, but how you're continuing and how you're staying tenacious and in the fight. So I just really want to you know congratulate you on that, man. 
Thank you, man. I, and I appreciate you having me on. I mean, like I said, you've ever since I've been on Instagram, I've been watching you and it's really like the stuff that you've put out there has helped me tremendously to like realize it's okay to share, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't feel as bad putting pictures of me with my shirt out there because I mean, man, how many of you? Done? Oh, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> hey, there, there are other big guys out there that let people know it's okay. Like it's okay to show yourself. So, yeah, I appreciate you. I feel like, you know, at least for me and my experience kind of leading the way. And uh, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable because it's it's helped me to understand that uh, it's okay, but also you know, it's it's like cathartic for me, but it's very beneficial for other people to see that too. So well, thank you, Ron. I really I I do really appreciate that. Uh, before we get into our our wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to say today that we didn't get a chance to talk about yet? Um, I don't know. Let me think. It's it's hard because you know I've I've done I've done a few podcasts and it would probably you would think that maybe I prepare for these and I uh, I have things written down that I'd love to talk about and I really um, I'm so unprepared most of the time I, I don't think about it a whole lot um, not really I mean no I, I mean I think we've we've covered you know most of my journey most of the stuff that I'm doing um, I would just I would just you know say uh, I don't really know how we're going to wrap up but you know if if anybody's listening to this you know and and especially if you're in any kind of place like where I was, if you're like, you know, you're in like a rock bottom, you're you're super low and you're trying to figure out a way to get started. Um, it's it sounds super simple what I what I try to say to people. But, you know, I've I've started, you know, really just telling people for a while now, just, you know, just take it one day at a time, you know, especially if you're starting whatever it is you're starting, you know, because you might be doing something similar to me and you might not. Um and to say take it one day at a time, it can almost become annoying when people hear that because it's like, oh, so he, he doesn't really have anything profound to say. It's just, you know, one day at a time. And I I say not really because I had to learn that that's the way you have to look at it. Because when I was started my journey, you know, some people see me and I remember what it was like to see someone like me at my biggest and be like, well, man, it's like they're so far down the line. It'll, it's impossible to get there. And I say, no, it, one day at a time. Because when I used to think about my journey when I started... I would look at it, you know, in the like entirety of what I have to do. You know, I have to lose over 300 pounds to get where I want to go. When you're always thinking about that 300 pounds, it's so big, it's hard to get past that. And when you always have to think about, well, what about, what about this pizza that I want? Well, say no to it. And then you think, well, I got to say no for the rest of my life. And it becomes so difficult. And I finally realized what it means to take it one day at a time you really just have to, you just have to, you know, push and fight and make it through today and, you know, just deal with those things today. And then tomorrow, you know, we'll start it all over again. And tomorrow it might not be as bad, you know, it might not be the number one thing on your mind. So, um, it just, it just becomes really, really hard and and really tough to work through that when all you think about is your end goals. Um, and and I also, you know, I'm constantly telling people, create lots of small goals. That's one thing I've learned to do is uh, I create lots of small goals because I've realized that the positive energy that you get and you you can sustain from achieving something is huge. So give yourself lots of opportunities to achieve things. So give yourself lots of small goals. And that's worked really well for me. Those are just, those are two little, I don't know, little tidbits that have worked well for me. And like I said, I'm I'm constantly trying to to figure out how to motivate myself and and how to keep myself in a positive mind frame, you know, and, and those are two things that I've used quite frequently and uh, have experienced a lot of success with. So that's, that's stuff that I, I usually like to share with people, even though it sounds pretty simple. 
I, I think sometimes that simple advice is the is the best, it, and that's the things that people need to hear. Like for me, like like my my mantra of late is just do it. And I know I, I feel dumb when I say it to people because I'm like, okay, that's that's a Nike slogan from you know how many decades they use that for. But it really, you know, for yeah. me, this whole process is about just committing to do it and just doing it. I had someone actually right before we started recording this morning, DMing me this morning saying they've been having a really rough time and they've fallen off and they allowed like their birthday to lead into other cheat meals. And they just keep having they keep allowing more cheat meals and they're going to try this weekend to not have any. And I wrote back. I said, no, you're not going to try. You're, you're going to just do it. You're going to not have those yeah. cheat meals. Like you have to in your head, like don't have it in your head. Well, maybe tomorrow I'll try, you know, get it in your head tomorrow. I'm going to do this. And at the end of the day, maybe you'll fail, you know, who knows? But if you don't, when you, when you actually get into that, those simple behaviors, you build your confidence and you, you build momentum. And I think that's something you've really done is built a lot of momentum on this journey. And I think that's fantastic. Um, so bravo for giving that simple advice because those are the messages i think we overlook but people need to hear yeah man i, don't, yeah, I like yours too that just do it i've had a few people reach out to me and and i i get a lot um i don't know how to start i just don't know how to start and i'm like well you just have to do it like you just have to start so i was like even if it's a sloppy start and even if it doesn't look good like you got to have a beginning whether it's pretty or whether it's not like you just need to go ahead and do it so that you can get that part out of the way Exactly. Exactly. So the first part of our wrap up is a is a new, a relatively new item here on the on the Fat Guy Forum. It's called the Fat Guy Five. It's five questions. I'm asking the same five questions of every guest, so I'm going to throw them at you. One of them I feel like you kind of just answered, so I might adapt it a little bit, but we're going to dive into that. Sound good? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Question number one: Living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Oh man. I uh, I would probably have to say and dead it would definitely be Chris Farley. Um he was my favorite fat guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think if there's if there's somebody living that would be bigger for me than Chris Farley. Um I don't know. I'm drawing a blank to see if there's anybody that I would think is better than him. But yeah, I'd probably say Chris Farley, man. There you go. You give it and and he you know, in a lot of ways is that was the you know, he was fat guy in a little coat. You know, he he was he was an amazing motivational speech speaker as well, living in a van down by the river. Like he was he was fantastic. He was fantastic. What he did with being a fat guy to me was just like in two, like there's not a lot of fat guys oh, yeah. that can move around like Chris Farley. He was incredibly athletic, but yeah, he was Man, I felt like he just he took being fat and made it so funny. I was like, I just love that dude. It made it so fun to watch. Oh yeah, he he wasn't I think he realized that, you know, like he 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 talked about it once in an interview like he, that fat guy fall down is something that people are always going to laugh at, you know, whether they should or they shouldn't. And he realized as a comedian that if he he utilized fat guy fall down to his benefit, he kind of vaulted himself to superstardom. You know, falling downstairs and and breaking through coats and like, it you know as as much as like there's there's probably some people out there that are like yeah but he shouldn't have done that like, you know I used to laugh at myself like you it, it's funny you were talking about breaking a toilet you know that having to sit on the the hanging toilet, and I actually I actually broke one of those off the wall 
um, at Epcot Center at Disney World, um, flooded a bathroom, and for three for three days that bathroom was closed. Like I went back three days later to my our next Epcot day, and I'm like, that bathroom is still roped off. Oh my goodness! You know that I'm at the busiest place on the planet, and I've destroyed one of their bathrooms. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Let's let's just keep walking. Let's keep this moving. Well, actually, at that point, I was using a scooter, so let's keep rolling. Um, but you know, like you, you use, you, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself sometimes and, and tell those stories. Um, it helps. Definitely. Definitely. So let's move on to question number two, thinking back to when you were at your biggest and what you used to eat, what was your quintessential fat guy meal? Um, oh man, there were so many, um, my, my favorite food. And honestly, even when I got to my biggest, I had got to where I couldn't eat it as much, um, was pizza. So it's always been my, it's always been my biggest is pizza. And I, most of the time would want pizza from pizza hut. It's what, kind of what I grew up on. So that was always a, a big one for me. But my issue was I couldn't tell what kind of crust I wanted. So I was like, I kind of want pan crust. But I really like thin crust. But man, stuffed crust is pretty sweet too because there's cheese in it. I can't tell you how many times I would order three different pizzas with three different style crusts because I wanted to taste all of them. And I would start diving in and just eating. And when I got to the point where I could tell I was getting full, I would just start abandoning abandoning the crust and just eat the cheese and toppings because I was like, I got to get as much as I can because I'm about to run out. Um, That was... That was probably my biggest my biggest meal. I mean, I, I ate a lot of McDonald's too, but uh, pizza is the one thing that I was always going after. I just it's it's my favorite. There you go. Question number three. Now you kind of answered this question, the original version of this question. So I'm going to change it a little bit because the original version is, what is your biggest tip to other fat guys out there that want to make change? And I, I think you started to dive into that. Like, I'd like to to hear from you. What is your biggest tip to other other big guys out there? that want to get into yoga? Um, here, here's what I would say. I would say you have to, you have to check your ego at the door. It's, it's different. And to me, especially if you're a big guy. So when you see like fit guys doing yoga, it seems like they belong, you know, because they look good. They're shredded. They're, you know, they're, they're doing these incredible poses and stuff and they look like, Hey, they belong there. They shouldn't have any reason to be embarrassed. But when you're a big guy, you know, not only do you not feel attractive doing it, but you struggle because it is not easy. It's very difficult to get into these positions, especially when you are so restricted in movement. So what I would say is the yoga community is incredibly accepting, whether it's DDP yoga or whether it's traditional yoga. They're going to be happy that you're there. They're going to be happy that you're working on your health and they're going to be happy that you're using yoga to do it. So you just have to let go of anything you've got going on inside your head that says, this isn't for me. I don't belong. These people are going to laugh at me because I promise you they're going to embrace you. It's, it's a really good community and it's, it is so, so good for you because the truth is I tell people all the time. I truly believe 80%, if not more of your weight loss is going to come from your food plan. So, you know, I don't sit there and stress myself out about, oh, am I losing, you know, am I, am I, you know, getting a two hour workout in, or am I getting three hours a day thinking that's where I'm going to catapult my weight loss? I know that like through, you know, a calorie deficit, that's where I'm going to lose my weight, you know, through my food plan. Most of it, you're going to lose a percentage through your working out. But to me, I look at my workouts as something different now. Um, my food plan, I think 
helps to support most of my weight loss, but my, my workouts are supporting the health of my body. Like the training of my muscles, the building of my strength and endurance. Like it's just something different. And I don't look at it anymore as it has to be responsible for helping me lose weight. I look at my workouts and stuff now as this is how I'm conditioning my body to do new things. Cause you know, eating a new food plan that just helps me lose weight. It just helps me get fat off. My workouts are where I, my body's learning to live differently. So I just embrace that. And through yoga, I've learned that, you know, I've done workouts and stuff in the gym. I've done a lot of that during the years. Um, yoga has been different for me because the part that I hated the most, and you know, this as being a guy who's over 500 pounds is that limited mobility. It sucks. It's miserable. yoga helps to give you that back because you do all these weird quirky, you know, moves and positions and you don't understand what it's giving you back at the time. But then you start to do things in your everyday life that make life so much easier. And that's where I think that, you know, with yoga, you build strength and endurance but I feel like the practical applications of what it's giving me, I experience so much more through the day because I can see it and I realize, oh gosh, like this move is now helping me to be able to do this in my everyday life easier. So that's what I would say is it's, it helps to improve so many things. And I think some people think it's, it's really just to help you calm down. And for me, I say, no, yoga has helped me do so many things. Like I get down on the floor on my knees now and I, I'm crawling under stuff with my kids and I pop back up super easy. And I just, I give, I give DDP yoga all the credit for that because, you know, I do these positions all the time where I'm strengthening and, you know, lengthening my spine and all these different things. And it's made such a drastic improvement to how I move around. And that was the part that I had so much difficulty with. And I appreciate it so much because I used to, uh, I used to be miserable and I, I live very differently now because of it. So yeah, don't, don't shy away from, from the yoga and especially not the DDP yoga. I would say go after it. There you go, man. That's awesome. Question number four, what book podcast or other resource would you suggest to someone that needs motivation? Um, well, you know, Hey, definitely we're on the fat guy forum. So I would say, you know, check the fat guy forum out for sure. Um, books, there's a couple of different books that I would say. So, um, diamond Dallas page has a book and I've read and it's, it's fantastic. And it's called, uh, positively unstoppable and, uh, the art of owning it. And it's really good because it's not just about yoga or anything. It's just really about, living, you know, living positively and owning your life. So that's really, really good. And I would tell people it's, it's a very inspirational, motivational read. Another book that I've read recently, which I feel like has also just, I mean, I feel like it's shaped my mind and the way I look at things is a book that I feel like people could look at and easily dismiss it is called Take the Stairs by Rory Vaden. And the idea behind his book is really just that there is no shortcut to success. And truly, we live in a society where it's what we're all looking for. You know, you basically see something or someone with the results that you want, and you just want to find the shortest route to get there. And his book is basically about there is no shortcut. Like the most successful people in history will tell you it takes work and you have to put the work in. And it goes through and practically teaches you what does that look like? How do you do it? So there's chapters on scheduling and how to look at your schedule and figure out how that works. But something that he says in his book that um, I feel like I try to live by this every single day and it's changed the way I look at um, 
it's really changed the way I look at success and failure is something he calls the rent axiom. And what it is, is success is not owned. It's only rented and the rent is due every day. So the idea that you never get to an ending point because every single day you have to pursue success, no matter how successful you were the day before. But I, I finally realized that also, that also is true for failure. So if I had a terrible day yesterday, I can give myself a break because if every single day I have to pursue success, no matter how successful I was the day before, then that means failure doesn't get to follow me either. So it helped me to realize even if I had a bad day yesterday, even if I slipped on my food plan, even if I didn't do the workout that I really wanted to do and I broke a streak I've been working on, whatever, that was yesterday and today is different. I have to pursue success today. So it actually helped me to be able to approach every single day as if it's a new pursuit for success. And that has been such a huge thing for me mentally because it helps me to have a fire every single day, you know, because sometimes you come off a really awesome day and it's just like, oh man, today just feels kind of like a normal grind and it's not as awesome as yesterday was. But uh, no, man, if every day is a complete reset on your success, then I just think that it's such an awesome, it's such an awesome motto to live by. And I've, I've really kind of embraced that idea that, uh, you know, every day, every day I got to go after it. And that's why, because, you know, I don't get to, I don't get to pull over that success, uh, from yesterday. I've got to go after it again today. Fantastic way to put it, man. Last question of our discussion. Number five, tell us one of your non weight loss or fitness goals for the next year. A non-weight loss or fitness goal? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess my biggest one would probably be, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think now. It's uh, the way uh, <laughs> the way that's phrased. Um, trying to think of the goals that I have that aren't related to that. Um, well, I know we've had another one. Um, that we wanted to go back to Disneyland, but it's actually going to end up being Disney World. And uh, we we actually wanted to go to Disney World this time in Orlando. And, you know, it was kind of after that trip to Disneyland, I had just said, you know, like, I got to, I really want to get back there because I want to be able to go on the rides with my son. I want to be able to enjoy the park and, and, uh, and do all that. And I just, I told my wife, you know, after we had that one, you know, Disneyland trip that I just, I, I want to redo, you know, <laughs> like I, just, I want to be able to do so um, as expensive as, as it is to go, that's something that's definitely kind of on the horizon. We had planned to go at the end of this year and we picked up a couple uh, foster placements and uh, with our girls and with our son now, it's just, it's the idea of how expensive and difficult it would be to coordinate. We've, we've decided not to this year. So that, that's definitely something that I, uh, that I really wanted to try to focus and do next year. I think that would be really exciting, um, which I guess, I don't know, it could still fall within like a, uh, a weight loss goal. Cause it, I think it's something that would help, but um, no, I think, it, uh, yeah, I think. No, go ahead. I, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think it, I think that definitely comes into play. Like, I, I don't think the, you know, all of the, all of these areas of our lives are completely separate sometimes, but as someone who's been to Disney many times, it it's not cheap. And so I think it's it's a real goal to be able to go on a trip like that. So I, I think that's a solid goal. And, and the way it will kind of enhance and support your your mission in other areas is, is fantastic as well. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Great, great. 
Well, Chase, thank you again so much for for joining us on the Fat Guy Forum today. Tell people where they can find you and how they can connect with you, because I'm sure there are going to be a ton of people out there that want to track you down once this airs. Yeah, yeah. So um, most of what I do, I do on my Instagram account. And uh, my Instagram handle is chasing my change. So you can find me there. Uh, it's where I, it's where I post most of my activity. Um, you can also find me on YouTube under the same name, just chasing my change. And I don't, I haven't posted as much to YouTube. I haven't been on there in a little bit, so I need to do that better. Um, and I mean, I'm on Facebook under Chase Green, so there you <laughs> there's go. a lot of Chase Greens. So you'll you'll have to kind of browse through to find me. But yeah, those are that's pretty much where I do most of most of my posting and stuff. So you can check me out there. Awesome. Well, I will put links to all of your social and your channel in uh, the show notes today, so people can check that out there. And I just want to say a big thank you again, Chase. I really appreciated your time today. This has been another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. I'm your host, Gourmet. You can find me on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. On Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. And you can always email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. As I end every episode, I just want to remind you to do something today to amaze yourself because you, my friend, are an amazing person. We'll see you next time here on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm-hmm.